Whoa! It's your boy Johnny Boy over here now. Hope everyone's having a great night. Uh, good main event on ESPN. Here's my immediate reaction to Terrence Crawford knocking out Cal Brock in four rounds. Man, oh man. Let's unpack this thing a little bit. All right, here we go. Well, typical slow start for Terrence Crawford. And it really went, not to pat myself on the back, exactly how I predicted it, that he would look at Kel Brock, see what he's got, check him out. I was a little surprised that Crawford came out in the right-handed stance, but at the same time, I wasn't that surprised. He just wanted to see trajectory, see what he'd get away with. And, you know, Brock was doing pretty good the first two rounds. He wasn't being a world beater by any means. Um, I just think it was pretty much Terrence Crawford seeing what he could get away with, like what he could do um, at his best. So after the second round, we saw in the third round that Crawford just went full-on commitment to Southpaw. And we know that that spells danger for any opponent that gets in there with Terrence Crawford. First of all, you're always in danger. Yes, I'm a big Terrence Crawford fan. But especially when he goes southpaw and he starts landing after he sees what his opponent could potentially do and he changes the look which really offsets the opponent and so i really feel that once terrence feels he could do these certain things it's it's a nice little you know um attribute to his game if you will that he's very good at reading what will work it's like a premeditation if you will but like he was probably thinking in the second round you know what come the third round i'm just gonna flip the script maybe he had that script already written before he went into the fight i'm gonna give him two rounds with the righty stance you know not really do too much let this guy get comfy and then i'm gonna go with the southpaw and see how he handles that and as we saw cal did not handle that very well and now the thing is you know with cal brook is that he took punches really well in the uh, third round, but you could tell they were getting to him. His jab was not effective for Brock as it was in the first two rounds, and the southpaw stance almost negated uh, Brock's jab, you know, uh, the southpaw stance of Terrence Crawford. So in that regard, what happened there was it became a completely different fight because the best attribute I saw from both fighters for the first two rounds was Cal Brock's jab. And once that was pretty much neutralized, as we saw in the third round, he got ex completely extinguished in the fourth round, did Cal Brock. Now, the thing with this fight is, again, it shows you not only how great of a fighter Terrence Crawford is in adapting and adjusting, uh, it also shows that, again, time and time, he is a finisher. Like, if he knows he's got you, you know, in check, he's going to check you out. You know, he's going to take you right out of there. And that's what he does. You know, check, please. Bang, you're gone. Uh, beautiful. Uh, what was it? A right hook? A little bit of a jab hook, you know, uh, that hurt. You know, you can see that Brock was hurt really, really uh, significantly. Sent him into the ropes. And then, as I was saying right there, perfect example, Crawford continued to be relentless on him. Referee administers a count, and then as soon as the action restarts, you know, Crawford goes right back in the mix of doing what he does best, which is finishing. Um, all the credit in the world to both guys. Cal Brock, I mean, shoot, man. He's been in some punishing affairs against top guys, all right? So now three losses against you know, some of the best in boxing over the better course of the past 
man, five to ten years. We look at Triple G, Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. Who did him worse? You know, I mean, that's a matter of opinion. He suffered uh, significant damage to his face, as we all knew, and Cal Brock did, going into this fight. Uh, everyone was concerned, including myself. Uh, but the argument was that he lost to two very great fighters at, you know, uh, for Triple G. Triple G, you know, that was 160 pounds when Brock went up to one from 147 to 160 and then went back down to take on Earl Spence. Had some fights, obviously, along the way. Um, but it's a lot on your body. And it was obviously a lot on his face. And the first time he got hit on his face, there was a significant reaction of it looked more pain than it was like neurological okay that's my observation it looked more painful to his face than it was some kind of like discombobulation of um you know you're losing your faculties a short circuit if you will it looked like more pain he was in more pain he was on his feet he was getting hit but it looked painful and uh we saw the result uh at 147 Terrence Crawford retains his titles. And I, I think that was a great look. I think that was an excellent look for Crawford. He got it out in four rounds, man. He got it done in four. And that's what we want to see from these guys that are the, you know, mainstream, as we call it, pound for pound top elite fighters. They go out there, they handle their biz. You see why. Maybe if you're like a casual and you came in and you watched the first two rounds, like, oh, well, let's see what's so special here. And then you wait for it. Then all of a sudden you see the special. When the special happens, my goodness, it is very special. Obviously, we all want to see Terrence Crawford move forward to take on the best of the best out there at 147. Earl Spence, obviously. You know, we got a great weight class there. Um, you know, maybe Manny Pacquiao. Uh, that fight is still probably looming. And I think it's something that could be negotiated because there's money involved there. Uh, big network on ESPN, big platform there. And, you know, for Cal Brock, I think that what he's got to do is, you know, man, I, I think that's it, dude. I hate to say it after three losses, only three losses against elite world-class fighters in their own right for different reasons. You know, if we again go through the resume, Triple G, Earl Spence, and, you know, we look at Terrence Crawford. These are guys that could take you out. And to run that gauntlet and get beat up um, as he did, uh, stopped in two of the three of those fights and took a, a, a pretty heavy beating against Spence down the stretch of that fight. Um, you know, you got you to gotta wonder. I, I hate to tell anyone what to do, but, I mean... The 147 look I thought would have been good tonight for Brock, but it just, you know, against this type of guy, this caliber type of fighter, no. But, I mean, sure, he could be competitive at 147, but I don't want to see this guy take too much more damage and, and suffer damage to his face. And when you see someone respond to uh, their first significant hit, and I understand Crawford could bang with both hands. We know he's got pop in both hands, but you don't want to – it's not a good look when you see someone immediately just go into some kind of pain. And so I think that, again, it's it's a face thing, guys, you know, which is obvious. But anyway, this is my short, quick, immediate reaction to what I saw in the fight tonight.
I'm not going to cover the undercards at all. I'm going to go on to my night over here now and have some uh, chicken wings and some beer. But I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's been listening, all the support my show has been getting. Um, I'm in season one. We're going to close out season one towards the end of December and begin season two at the beginning of January. So I just want to give a shout out to um, the season one guests that I've had on. And there have been amazing, amazing guests that have come on my show that I'm so honored and privileged to have on my show. And I'm going to do over Thanksgiving a special thanks week where I just run back um, everybody I had to that point. And I still have some other people coming on this week and, of course, throughout the month of December, in which I cannot wait to share with you once they happen. But I will give a shout-out to the many people that came on Season 1. Eric and Eliza Roberts, tremendous actors. Steven Sharippa, best known from The Sopranos and Blue Bloods, tremendous actor. Bobby Kimball, Toto, tremendous singer and musician. Buddy McGurk. Amazing trainer, amazing guy, and one hell of a fighter. Keaton Simons, excellent musician. Toy Cook, who played, you know, in a Super Bowl and won for the 49ers. Man, NFL player, what a great guy. Lou DiBello, who I had on yesterday, amazing guy. We all know him as boxing promoter extraordinaire and also... Um, you know, the, the guy that gave birth to Boxing After Dark and former VP of HBO Sports and also does, uh, you know, a lot with uh, films and was actually in Rocky Balboa, which was one of my favorite Rocky movies. Great. Simon Wright, uh, who played drums for ACDC. Obviously, Doug Fisher. Man. You know, when you talk boxing with Dougie Fisher, man, that's when you know what time it is, dude. Dougie Fisher, obviously the editor-in-chief of Ring Magazine and many other accolades in the sport of boxing. What a remarkable guest I had on, and I can't wait to have him back. Mike Montero, another one that's an amazing guy to talk to about the sport of boxing or just in general, just about life. Man, me and Mike had a great time. Brian Campbell. Oh, man. Dude, what a great time that was, too. I'm getting excited just thinking about all these amazing conversations I had, and I can't wait to share it with you. BC is definitely one of the most unique and um, informative people on the boxing scene and mixed martial arts scene. Man, he knows his sports and he knows his culture in terms of if it's movies he likes, music. BC's the guy to talk to if you want to have a good conversation. Chris Bird. Oh, man. Former heavyweight champ of the world. Chris Bird was fire on my show. And I cannot thank him enough for coming on. And I can't wait to hear from him again and discuss what he's doing moving forward. Don the Dragon Wilson martial arts hero of film and also kickboxing legend kickboxing champion legend here guys you know i'm gonna sound like don west i got don wilson b dialing if you guys don't know who that is research don west shop at home collectibles and you'll get it and you can thank me for that later rafe bartholomew man he came on and me and rafe we took a deep dive into just about everything he was absolutely phenomenal and we spoke about martial arts movies, boxing, uh, you know, just how it is to work on the scene. And we had a great time. And I look forward to collaborating with him and also everyone I mentioned um, moving forward. But I have more people I have to shout out here, guys. Mike Velaz, you know, a great trainer, works for Demetrius Andrade and uh, has his own boxing gym that he's just opened up 
which a lot of people are hype over and they're really getting into and he's doing great things over there and i foresee him as being one of the guys that are on the scene in the future really making a mark and last but not least i'd like to thank keaton simons for coming on twice this year, man, he kicked ass. We did a storyteller's deep dive into his awesome music and songwriting process. And guys, if you've not heard him before, he is a soulful singer, an amazing guitar player, piano player, and musician. And I think you're all amazing for listening and supporting this show. We're wrapping up the year. Great things to come. Hang in there. In the meantime, a ciao, baby. Yeah.